Welcome to The Right Book Project, a Right Book Company radio production. My name is Dave Harris and I'm here with my co-presenter Sue Richardson to explore the whys and wherefores of book publishing and how writing a book can enhance your business and personal profile. You've probably heard me say this before, but Sue is a publishing expert who's been in the book business for many years and has written her own book, The Authority Guide to Publishing Your Business Book. This podcast is all about you and your journey to writing a book, so please get involved by joining our Facebook group, The Right Book Project, or tweet at The Right Book Co. You'll find notes, links, recordings, and transcripts of these podcasts on therightbookcompany.com. Now, today we have a guest with us, that is to say, Sue and I have a guest with us, in the form of Paul East. Hello, Paul. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Uh, Paul has been on the show before because Paul is a book marketing expert and works with Sue a great deal. Uh, helping her to market her publications. So um, he's the ideal person to help us talk through the topics that we're going to deal with over the next two episodes, because these are topics that we feel deserve uh, a certain amount of time, and therefore we're going to devote two episodes to it. So that topic is basically the six P's of book marketing. So before we go any further, Paul, what are the six P's of book marketing? Okay, there is uh, number one, positioning. Number two is people Number three is platform, which we've discussed before in the um, previous podcast. Um, number four is profile. Number five is promotion. And number six is planning. I was going to ask Sue that question, but I thought that might be <laughs> you know, to, rem- to remember. She knows them. <laughs> so, so today, uh, over the next 25 minutes or so, we're going to talk about the first three of those, positioning, people, and platform. So let's turn to Sue first before we get Paul's expertise on this. Uh, and let's talk about positioning. What, what does that actually mean, Sue, positioning? Well, um, I don't know what to say. I don't want to second guess what Paul's going to say. No, do. We like an argument right here. <laughs> I guess positioning is about thinking about the, your target market and how your book sits in the position of being seen by that target market. Would that be right? Yeah. Pretty don't, much. Don't, sorry, don't ask him. <laughs> He's the expert. He'll have his turn in a minute. <laughs> Paul, how important is that? I mean, what, in, in the overall scheme of things, why does positioning even matter? Um, it's really, really important. Actually, the, the six Ps are, just going back a step, are a process I think that you need to, you need to kind of go through if you're going to do your book marketing properly. One of the things that I kind of noticed uh, or I realised with authors that I've worked with is that they really struggle to understand exactly what it is they need to do um, around book marketing, and they, you know, a lot of have, a lot of them have ideas, a few ideas about some bits and pieces that they may do when they come to market their book, but no real structure or planning behind that. And also, you know, seeing marketing as a as a bit of a chore, you know, and a bit of a kind of um, an aside or something that you know, oh God, well, I've got to do marketing now. As we said before, marketing is as important as any other part of writing the book, and also, you know marketing gives you an opportunity to really shout about you you who you are what you do why you do it to talk about your book to talk about yourself and who doesn't love talking about themselves at the end of the day Um, and I think it's good if you can kind of shift the uh, emphasis away from it being a bit of a chore or a thorn in the side into something that's very positive and very interesting but the problem that authors have is there isn't anywhere that they can go that gives them that process of marketing their book so I came up with my own which are the six p's so talking about positioning this is where it all starts. So this is the, 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 the foundation stone of marketing your book. Everything flows from here. So it's really about um, understanding that marketing isn't 
just about uh, you know the ads you do and the PR that you do and the social media that you do. It comes down um, to a lot more than that, and it's and it's also about you know what your book look lo- looks like, the, the the jacket image you give it, the title you give it, the copy you write for it. it. Could even come down to the name you give yourself when you write it. You know, there's a lot of authors that write under pseudonyms and things like that because their name may not suit their market um, or may not give the authority that that they that they they want. And can I ask you about positioning in relation to the writing of the book as well? Because obviously I would suspect that a lot of authors when they're writing the book perhaps are not at that early stage. Perhaps they should be, but they're probably not giving that much thought to the marketing because they're probably not experts on it. They may have never have done it before. So how much does the content of the book affect positioning? Because it seems logical to me that it would be a very important aspect of it. So in some ways... Your, your, what you put in the book is going to dictate that positioning. Well, I think it comes a little bit around the other way. And this is why we say that, you know, if you're going to market your book properly, you should probably start thinking about the marketing before you even start writing it. And I think actually how you want to position yourself will do more to inform the book than the book should do to inform your positioning, if that makes sense. This is about you. This is about your author brand. It's about who you are as a person. It's about how your book and your business is going to be perceived by your audience. So, you know, I think you've got to have that conversation with yourself before you even start writing the book. You know, who is my audience? You know, how do I want that audience to perceive me and my book? How is this book fitting into my business and going to maximise my brand as an individual and my brand as a business? And then you create the product that meets those objectives and that expectation what a lot of authors do is the other way around. They write the book and then think, okay, so how is this actually now going to work? Yeah, but, but that's exactly my point. Yeah. You know, that most, I, I think most authors probably, you know, don't have the foresight to realise that, you know, they should do it the way around you just described. I mean, Sue, you've worked with lots of authors. How, how many of them do think about this stuff first? We start with our authors looking at their whole publishing strategy And the first question we ask them is why. And the second question we ask them is who. And those two things, before they've even started to really think through the idea for their book, are absolutely key. So obviously, the, the why as in what are their objectives as a business owner, a business person writing a book? What do they want to achieve from writing a book? Why are they writing in the first place? But very importantly, aligned closely with that is the who. Their target audience, their readers, who do they need to influence? Who's going to be affected by this book? Whose world are they going to change with this book? And this is where the, Paul is absolutely right, that the thinking about, in a sense, you're already thinking about the marketing of your book because the book has has to be created for a market, a group of people who need what you have to give in that book. So right from the start, we're, we, we like to focus very much on on that audience, on that target market, and and make sure that the author is writing the right book for them. But you must get cases, well, maybe you don't, but where, where an author comes to you with a kind of al- almost completed manuscript or say, look, I've written my book, can you, can you market it for me? I mean, how do, how do you kind of deal with that? We ask those questions and we say, does, okay, you may have finished the writing of the book, but does this do the job? Both for you and your business, but for your target 
audience, your your market, your readers. Those two things, if, if they have to, they go hand in hand. They have to both work. If they don't, we have to look again. We have to look at what's missing, what what needs to be looked at. And it's great if it's a manuscript because actually, you know, most of the time it's just a case of perhaps looking at the the positioning of it, looking at the way that it has been, it is being presented, aligning it with having reviewed the why and the who, if you like, aligning it properly with that, and and then you're good to go. But you know, I, I guarantee almost 100% of the time that you know if an author does this piece of work in in thinking about their positioning and thinking about how they're going to be perceived as a how their book is going to be perceived how they're going to be perceived they will write a better book as a result of it that um situation that you just you know offer through there you know where, where you come with a manuscript already done yeah you can still market that and of course you can still create a book out of it but it would have been better if you'd have done that piece of work before you actually put pen to paper and it's not just about the who, it's about understanding the competition. Who else is doing it? Who else is out there um, talking about the things that you're talking about? You know, and if there are already 30, 40 authors doing it, you've got to understand how you're going to fit into that. Because ultimately, if you can't make yourself stand out in that noise, you're gonna, it's going to be hard further down the line to, 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 to sell the book. So before we move on to the second P, just sum up for me, if you can, in a very pithy phrase, the key elements of positioning, Paul? So it's about you, your author brand, it's about how you want you and your book to be perceived. It's about understanding your USP, so what you're bringing to the party that's different to everybody else that's out there. Um, It's about understanding how you're doing it better than other people so that you can articulate that and, and bring that into your uh, in, into the book and it's about understanding your audience you know knowing what they want and and how you're going to deliver on their desires their needs their problems their wishes if further down the line you're going to go you're going to do um, PR or publicity for your book if you've already thought about what your story is and what makes your book different and special from everything else that's out there the PR is going to be made a hell of a lot easier because PR is about stories, and if the, the story isn't that you're publishing a book, the story is there's something special in that book, and understanding your positioning will really help you to tease those angles out further down. Okay, thank you for summing that up. I think that was pretty pithy. It wasn't very pithy, pithy at all. It was quite <laughs> pithy. Lovely pithy one, though. So you define pithy. Pithy. It's, a, it's not one of the six Ps, though, pithy, is it? It's so. not, but I could add it all. <laughs> yeah, because seven Ps. All right, so we've done positioning, and I think, uh, I think I've got the hang of that. So uh, people is next uh, in your list, and... I'd like you to sum up what that means for me, but also tell me why people comes after positioning. It's actually interesting because when I was um, creating this kind of process, I for a long time I had people before positioning, but I, I, I quite soon realised that you actually have to understand who your audience is. So people means your audience. And people it? is your audience, yeah. So people is your target audience, the people that you're going to give your book to, sell it to, who's going to read it. So it is your audience. But I realise that you, you, know, you need to understand who they are in, as a concept, as an abstract, before you can start really drilling down into, into what it is they need and what it is that they want. So the positioning has to come first. You have to understand who you are, what you're trying to achieve, and where you fit in that market before you can start looking at the audience yeah, that's going to be interested in And it. Sue, I, I remember in previous episodes we've discussed uh, you know, creating the ideal sort of reader in your mind and maybe even on paper is that what we're talking about here you know sort of really kind of drilling down and getting as specific as possible with with whom 
you know, the, the book is meant for? Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy when you're writing. It's very easy to get quite self-absorbed in that process. It really helps you to have that, as Paul was saying, to have that picture of who it is that you're going to influence, who it is that you want to solve the problem. Who the, the people out there who have problems that you can solve, who are they? Re- you know, really imagine in your mind that person as you're writing even you know never mind thinking about the marketing so that you're really addressing the people that need you Paul I know it's a classic sort of conundrum in 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 business in communications and marketing in business that people say you should be niche and you should narrow down your audience and market just to, to them because it's much easier but of course the temptation and this I imagine applies to writers as well is that you say, well Lots of people can benefit from my book. I, you know, I, there are many different types of readers, you know, and I don't want to narrow it down because I, I want the whole world to benefit, you know, from my wisdom. So, so presumably you've got to resist that temptation. Of course, and, and the simple message is, is don't do that. I mean, narrow it down. Even if you segment your everyone into lots of different audiences and find the biggest one and concentrate on them first. I mean, how do you market something to everyone? It, it's not possible ultimately you've got to narrow it down if you stand a chance of making a success of this yes you can have a big audience a big potential audience but my advice would always be to 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 cut it down into segments find your primary audience the the one that you think is going to be the most receptive to what you're offering uh, and going to bring you the biggest benefit and then have secondary and tertiary audiences that you focus on later or in a lesser way but niches are are you know are, are gold you you need a niche to be able to really focus your marketing and so do you think that uh, again looking at real life examples that you've experienced do books sometimes do they break out of that initial audience sometimes you know they yes you market them to that very specific niche but suddenly you find that oh, actually there is a bigger audience and and then of course you can change your marketing to reflect that does that happen i think it can happen i think sometimes books surprise you you know and there there have there are times when perhaps a book that you are fairly sure is very niche suddenly actually appeals to a wider audience than you expected or a different audience from the one that you expected but generally speaking i think that you know paul's right it's about making sure that actually the more niche you can get you do get that you're so right dave i mean there are lots of people who think that their books will be it's good to write a book for anybody and everybody and it just it just so does not work and the more niche you can get one of the things about niches is that you have to remember that quite often a niche market is very underserved you know, and, and and that's the thing to remember, is that if you're writing a book that's in for a really narrow niche, although it may, you, I think one of the reasons why authors think that it's good to make it wider is because they will have a, a bigger readership. But ironically, that's not necessarily true, because you might have a very narrow niche, but the people within it don't have the information that they need. So they will all want your book, instead of a tiny percentage of everybody wanting your book, and you having the difficulty of making it visible for everybody and I suppose you have to bear in mind as well that with a business book it's not necessarily about sort of total numbers of books printed and sold indeed it's about so much more than that which again 
Paul brings us back to the you know the niche thing is not a bad thing because mm. because if you if, if you're selling to the right people and they in turn can influence other people and you know and hopefully your business will benefit from that and so on. yeah and if you you know if you're writing a book for everyone it kind of flies in the face of everything that we're talking about here really you know in terms of sitting down and thinking about how you're going to position yourself and you know your USPs because if it's for everyone it probably all of that probably doesn't matter no one has written a book that's for everybody everybody that's written a book has written a book that for a particular group of people the fact that it may explode out of that has probably been more by accident than by design if you if you try to market your book to everyone you're going to spend an awful lot of time on money marketing to a lot of people that aren't actually going to be interested in it I'm presuming it's going to help with the writing process as well, Sue, because you, you know if you if you've got that uh, that particular person in mind, you know you, you you can be speaking to them in your mind, as it were, as you as your pen goes to paper, your key, your fingers go to the typewriter. That's just how old I am, typewriter. Anybody know what that is? <laughs> the keyboard, and it's going to help you to sort of to put the right words on the paper because yeah, you know who you want to read it. Yeah, that's right. And you know what questions they have too. You know, you've probably asked them, what problems do you need solving? You know, and that's the, that's always the other thing I think about this whole area is that the closer you are to your audience, the more you know them, the better the book and the more you can serve them in that book. Okay, so I think um, once again, Paul, if you could quickly sum up the people point for us, and then we'll move on to to our third P. So the people is the audience. So it's the it's the group of people that you think are going to be most interested in your book and your your offer, um, and it's it's really about drilling down and understanding who they are, how you're going to reach them, where they hang out all that kind of stuff there is also another little group of people as well that you need to consider and that's people that can help you to promote the book and 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 you know influencers that can that can help you to promote the book so there's kind of two sides of the people so you should have an s on the end yeah people's, people's. yeah okay. <laughs> okay and i can see how that is how positioning and people are very closely interrelated they are and actually that when you've done the people part you know and you've gone through that process of working out who your ideal audience is and how you're going to reach them all of that kind of um stuff there is a benefit in going back and revisiting the positioning piece a while because then you can uh, to see if anything you've learned from the people part can actually help to influence the positioning part as well. Okay, good. All right, let's move on to, to our final P for today's episode, which is platform. So once again, Paul, if you could introduce the concept <laughs> P, of the platform. P, P number three is platform. And we've, we've spoken actually in previous podcast about this already um, but it is worth bringing up again and, and as part of the process after, after you've been through the positioning and the people part that's the time then to turn your attention to your platform now your platform as we discussed before is your sphere of influence it's how easy you can tell the world or, or your audience about the book that you've published and how easily you can you can spread the word about it when I say easily that's probably not particularly fair it's not necessarily easily I guess it's efficiency rather than ease and so within your platform, you've got a network of people and it's during this, this platform stage that you really need to get to know who your network is, who are the people that are populate your platform. And, you know, I, as I said before, I encourage authors to do that quite forensically, to really understand the value of everybody you know, to see how they could help you uh, to write a better book, to promote them and um, market your book um, and also as a potential customer for your book further down the line and it's understanding or getting to understand or getting to know that not everybody in your platform is going to be equal uh, you know some are going to bring more value than others so so would you i mean are these kind of influencers if you've got influencers in that group in that platform presumably they're going to be worth 
talking to, assuming they're influencing the right sort of audience for you. But do you find with some authors that they perhaps don't think they have a platform in the way Paul has just described it because they don't do much networking or they, you know, or the, the sort of business they already run or the sort of organisation they're involved in just isn't, you know, doesn't lend itself to that? Or, or does everybody have a platform? It's just a question of being forensic about it. I think everybody has the potential to have a platform. And I think that probably one of the key things for anybody who's thinking about writing a book, it's very interesting, actually, because sometimes I talk to people, I talk to authors who are wanting to pitch to, you know, a big commercial publisher. And I, it's a key thing for a publisher. How big is that platform? And one thing that you have to say to authors, perhaps, who haven't really started to develop their network yet is that actually that's the thing that they can start on right now anybody can start to build their network create that platform it you know it is a case of getting out there and standing in the spotlight and not being afraid to do that and I know that can be difficult for some people to do but you everybody has to start somewhere and building those contacts making creating that network through through being generous with your content through blogging tweeting whatever it else else you doing podcasts you know however you just just being visible being out there and and building a following is absolutely crucial for anybody who wants to develop their profile as an expert in what they do and the book the book is a part of that the book will help you grow the platform but you need a platform to develop the sort of the outgoing of that book too so this is why you know sometimes publishers get criticized for only taking you know uh, they you know it's very difficult as a first time author to get published well part of that is to do with platform i would argue that actually a book will help you grow your platform and why quite often by the time you're getting to do your second or third book you might get the interest of a bigger publisher because your platform is bigger because your network is bigger because you're out there you're visible you're seen if you haven't got to that stage yet, it should not stop you or put you off. You just need to learn that that's where you, you need to grow that now. You start growing it now and keep growing it and keep focused on it and keep pulling that following in and talking to the influencers that you know. And it will move on. Paul, it sounds as if this platform stuff is important and indeed could be a deal breaker with a publisher from mm. what Sue was just saying. Mm. So when you're advising people in the, in the marketing of books and they come to you and they and they don't have a huge platform mm. how, what, what how can you help them to to grow that i mean what's the i mean sue mentioned a few things there around social media and stuff but is there a sort of strategy is there a plan that they can put in place that will really help them grow that platform yeah and the, those are the kind of things that we can help them to do i mean the, most of the things that sue spoke about you know are the key ways of doing it it's about it is about being out there it's about connecting with the groups and the forums and the um the community that your audience is likely to be in it's about being part of that i mean i guess the key is ultimately is not to be a stranger to your platform or to your network when your book comes to publish by the time your book is out you would ideally expect everybody in your platform to know who you are and what you do and why you do it and how you do it so at the point you come to tell them about your book they're already primed to um, be receptive to that but 
it is fundamentally about putting out your content, about putting out your name, about getting yourself, you know, connect with bloggers and, and podcasters, podcasters you know and podcasters you don't. Offer your services free of charge, you know, to support them and help them just gradually. And it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It can be quite a slow process. Uh, you know, you, you start to build your, your tribe. And, and I suppose like the positioning and the people that came before it, developing the platform is something you ought to be doing before you even start writing the book, really. Yeah. And, you know, and what Sue said, you know, about it, it, it makes it, you know, if you're going, if you're going to go to a, a publisher with a book proposition, they will expect you to have a platform. But it has to be the right platform as well. I mean, it, it's not enough to just say, yeah, you know, I've got 150,000 followers on Facebook. And if they don't all, they're not following what you're doing, you know, if, if they're just mates, then it's probably not that useful and the only you'd be surprised what some authors will do to get a book deal in terms of talking about their platform and how powerful it and influential it is and you know how they the access they have to it but you know if, if you're not telling the truth about that and authors won't I'm sorry publishers won't often check that that's the case but if you're not the only person you're lying to is yourself at the end of the day if you're not totally honest about the value of your platform to you when it comes to publishing your book and that's why you have to put the work into to understanding who's in your network and your platform. You know, we said that the last, in the previous podcast, if you're writing a book about dog care and you've got a platform made up of cat lovers, then you've probably got to either write a book about cat care or start building a different platform. Sue, again, you know, Paul's made that point eloquently there. You know, if you've if somebody comes to you, if an author comes to you, and they've probably got a platform already but they may not be aware of it. They may not even know what the term means. So, so some of it is about you explaining that, presumably, as well as helping them to increase the size and influence of that platform. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Paul has a kind of a great approach, which is like a series of questions of our authors around, you know, what is it that they are doing? I think you've got a good point there that sometimes actually, you know, authors may not even be quite aware of the kind of the riches that they're sitting on. They may not be thinking about it in those terms. So to kind of drill down into, you know, first of all, they're thinking about their audience their market their readers potentially for the book where are they hanging out you know are the are are they already actually speaking to those people they probably maybe they are but to to kind of go through a series of questions around you know where the people that you need to gather to you are sitting now and how can you access them and from very small beginnings you can start to quickly grow I'm I'm sure anyone with and again you know get somebody get somebody perhaps to work with that can sit and ask you those questions and think it through with you is is a good way to go I think so Paul once again just before we finish quickly sum up platform for me so your platform is your sphere of influence it's how far and how easily or efficiently you can spread the word about you and your book Okay, thank you very much. And um, we've run out of time, but remember in our next episode, we're going to be talking about the other of the six Ps, the, the remaining three of the six Ps, profile, promotion and planning. Thank you very much to my co-presenter, Sue Richardson and Paul East, our expert marketing guest. If you'd like to comment on anything you've heard or if you have specific questions you'd like answered or even an idea for a future show, please join our Facebook group, The Right Book Project, or go to therightbookcompany.com. You can also go over to iTunes to subscribe, download and even leave a review or give us a star rating. We'll be back in two weeks with our next episode. Remember, Paul will be back too uh, with Sue and I to discuss the other three Ps, profile promotion and planning. So join us then. And in the meantime, keep writing.